Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell Ehos. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that we are alive, and we thank you for this gift of life. And there are so many that have passed from this life yesterday. And we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your thoughts on our heart. You put your kingdom agenda onto us. That we might have that understanding that our eyes might be open to the purpose of this life. We thank you, Father, that you are with us on this journey. And you give us the gift of your word and your spirit that by your word you open our eyes to the truth. By your spirit you make that truth become real to us. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that you renew for us every day, for your love that is unchangeable. It doesn't depend on our circumstance or it doesn't depend on our actions. It is just who you are. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the privilege to be part of this praying family and the privilege to commune with you in the secret place, to be one with you in the spirit, where you minister directly, personally to our needs, where you hear all our prayers that we speak and also those that we don't speak. Just like your word says, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask, but also all that we can imagine. So you even hear our thoughts and you answer them as well, Lord. When we align with you, when we come under your kingdom, we thank you, Father, for that grace that you make available to us every single day. That every time we submit to you, every time we obey your word, it is a sign of love. We thank you, Lord, for the peace that you pour into our hearts when we commune with you there. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our Maker and our Creator, the name of our Father, the Great I Am, the one who is our shield, our high tower, our fortress, the God who always honors His covenants, and the God who is the strength of our salvation, the one who is our refuge, and our portion in the land of the living. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus, the Lion of Judah, our rock, our refuge, the author and the finisher of our destiny and our faith. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the door and the way to the Father. He is the Lord who heals. It is he who leads us in the day of battle. It is he who is given to us as our manna coming straight from heaven. 
our daily bread. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the seal of the age to come, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener given to us. The Spirit of truth, the Spirit of light, the Spirit of life, the Spirit of victory and the Spirit of liberty, the Spirit of revelation, the one who changes the times and seasons and reveals the deep and secret things of the Father to us. He is the only one authorized to search the archives, the only one who knows the thoughts of the Father. It is He who quickens us in our spirit. It is He who heals our backsliding. It is He who has made His tabernacle in our body that we might become temples of the living God. Where His seat of power is. It's within us. We thank you, Father. That even though you gave the earth to men and you cut yourself off from it, yet you found a way to make your altar within us, within our hearts at salvation. So that at salvation, each of us carries that doorway, that entry point, that portal. That when we raise our hearts in prayer, at our own personal altars, you are there to intervene. You give us that revelation that that altar now carries answered prayer in itself because you are present there, ever ready to hear us when we cry out to you. And so salvation is so important for every person. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, that we can raise that prayer at this altar, communicate with you, and bring you from the spiritual into the physical to act on our behalf. You gave your Holy Spirit to be with us here on earth in the physical. That he might intercede for us at all times. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every physical provision in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus that we might not fall short, that we might not be abundant. And you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, that we might be dominant over every attack from the second heaven. We thank you, Lord. Thank you that you bless us to operate in that provision and in those gifts, that we might desire each of these and walk in dominion. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them in assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, Accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. 
It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day and it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose that life when we speak. Today, I'd just like to touch on obedience from one angle that we don't commonly consider. Why God needs your obedience? When you read the Bible, we see scriptures like Deuteronomy 28, where God says, If you obey my instruction, then I'll bless you. But if you don't, then I'll curse you. Or you will be cursed. And I used to wonder, is God so wicked and demanding? That he demands compliance and punishes if you don't comply. We probably heard that as children as well. Don't do this, otherwise God will punish you. And we sort of then, is that instilling fear? That kind of understanding. Is it instilling fear in people? So that you obey out of that fear. And so if we are being forced, then how is that love? And what's the difference between God and the devil then? And later I used to think, well, he knows better than us. And so since we don't fully understand, he insists on us obeying. Since his systems are designed to protect us. But that sort of obeying again would be obeying without understanding. And so it would be superstition, not faith-filled obedience. And God is a God of love. He wants us to obey out of love. But why does God really need that obedience or surrender to Him? There's another way of looking at it and not only the way of compliance and fear. But for that, let's understand a little more on the basics first. Now, God is a spirit being and devil is also a spirit being. But every spirit being whether God or the devil, they are both jealous. And when we fraternize with that spirit, then he wants all of your allegiance, not part of it. Because of their jealousy, they can't work with part of your attention being divided to something else that competes with them for attention. Are you seeing why God hates idolatry? It's that jealousy. He wants all of you. But so does the devil as well. And the devil can't get all of the person, then he moves for total control. He tries to seize that control to get all of the person. And that leads to demonic possession and manipulation. 
But the Holy Spirit, on the other hand, being a gentleman, he does, if he doesn't have that undivided attention, he will shy away. He doesn't contend for control. He's like a snail or a touch-me-not plant. The touch-me-not's leaves fold back when touched. And the snail goes back into its shell when it is touched. And that's why people say, I used to hear the Holy Spirit earlier, but now I don't. And if you don't, if that is the case, then check your allegiance. What did you introduce in your life that is competing with Him? Are you disobeying Him? That's the other thing to look at. And if you are disobeying Him, then it means your self-will has gotten in the way. Your own will stands against your submission to Him. So He doesn't have your undivided allegiance. It is more like a person being double-minded, which is what we saw yesterday. Now, both types of these spirit beings can only step into your circumstances when they have legal access, even the devil. He can only step into your circumstance when he has legal access. Remember, God has cut himself off from access to the earth realm. He said the earth realm he has given to the children of men. And he has pulled himself away so that man can then be in dominion. If he did not pull himself away, man would never really be in dominion. But the very first blessing God gave in Genesis 1.28 was dominion. So he removed himself so that man could be at the apex. While Satan, on the other hand, was never given any authority. So God could have had authority on earth and actually when we pray God is in control it's actually a wrong prayer because you are in control as long as you are in the earth realm you are in control God has pulled himself off from there he can only step in when you authorize him Satan has no authority so what Satan tries to do he tries to steal Beguile or fool people into giving him permission. God on the other hand has cut himself from saying, even though everything belongs to him, he will keep his hands off until man gives him full permission. Now you need to understand the difference between the two there. Sin requires the devil to have legal access to you. Satan can't curse you or spoil things without your permission. That's why he tries to come and engage. That's temptation. Just a way of trying to gain legal access. God, in order to bless you, needs your permission as well on the other hand. He can't bless you without your permission. Are you seeing how we can be limited? That's why prayer is important. Otherwise, everything could be written in the book there and without you authorizing him, none of that blessing will touch your life. It will just remain written in his book of law in the Bible. Now we give either of these spirits legal access or permission when we say yes to them, when we agree with them. 
or when we submit to them. That's the first way, when you submit to them. So surrendering to the spirit, surrendering to God or to devil as well, gives them legal access. But you probably didn't know that participation out of your own will in any activity sponsored by the spirit is also a way of giving them legal access. We probably don't pay much attention to that. We just think of submission. But if you participate in any activity that is sponsored by them, then it means you come in agreement with what they are doing in that activity. And so you bear responsibility for participation. When the spirit suggests an action and you take it, you are agreeing with that spirit. And so in the process, you submit yourself to it. Are you seeing why Halloween is not just about sending children out so they can collect chocolates? You or they, your children, are participating in something much bigger than that. And that's where the legality comes in. Are we unknowingly giving access to our children? Access to the devil? And then wonder, what did we miss? Why are we experiencing certain circumstances? You need to be very careful with what you do. The question to ask yourself is, am I or will this action amount to giving the devil permission? Am I coming in agreement with him? Another example is of this type is of the permission or to sex. When a person agrees to it or participates in it with another person, of their own free will, then it is not an offense. It is consensual. That's what it's often called. And no court of law can prosecute anyone for that. But if the person doesn't agree to it, then it ends up being forced. It is now called as forced. It was without their permission and it is an offense. In the same way, since the devil cannot force people, he gets them to agree to his temptation. So that when they agree, then he is not forcing onto them anything and God cannot prosecute him for that. And now he still has legal access to them after they have sinned and he can manipulate them. And before they sin, he doesn't tell them that it would be sin, otherwise they wouldn't participate in it. So his legal access, even though legal, is through lies and deceit. He leaves it to them to figure out after they commit the act and then brings on a feeling of guilt in them through condemnation. So he works on both sides there. That is why we need to ask ourselves that question. And the only way to ask that question of whether this action or the words that I speak are going to amount to sin the only lens that filters it is the word of God. The only mirror that gives the truth, that separates sin from what is 
or ITS deed according to the word. But God doesn't work like the way the devil works. He requires your willful participation and it is not to con people but to bless them. So he needs you to understand our obedience to his word with understanding of what that word would do in our life means we willfully participate in his plan knowing fully what the outcome would be. That is why he wants you to understand the word first and then you obey with understanding so that there will be no surprises later like the devil. You know fully well what you are agreeing to, all the terms and conditions involved, everything. Obedience to God is not meant to demand compliance from you or to scare you. It is meant to ensure that you commit with understanding of what you are committing to. Now we need to get that bit right. Then when we go with that understanding, your obedience is out of love, your allegiance is out of love. It is not out of fear. But the average Christian, when they don't read the word and they don't understand what God is trying to do there, that obedience will always come from fear. And that is not the kind of obedience that God is looking for. So when you commit, then he has your total allegiance and he has permission to step in. You being in command here and now, legally, with understanding, handing over the command to him and saying, now you step in, you are greater than me, you take over and you solve this problem that I cannot solve. And when you are giving him that permission, then you do not put your hand in between. That is why obedience. You stay. Because when we ask him to solve it, we can't try and use our own intelligence and do other things in the meantime, thinking that we might help. We need to stand down. That's why he says, obey all the instructions that I give you. You do now only what I tell you. Lest you might make another mistake. That's why obedience is key when you are praying. So that when you pray, you are authorizing him to legally step in and then he gives instructions. You follow those instructions. So you are aligning with him. You are working together with him through obedience and then he works to achieve what you have asked him to achieve when he came and stepped into that circumstance. But a double-minded person now who is not obedient there, who doesn't understand this, could go in a different tangent and that person will struggle to get answered prayer. I hope this is opening our eyes from the angle of prayer as well. Why we need to stick on in obedience. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening up of our eyes and our understanding. Give us eyes to see your ways, Lord. That we don't just see in the physical, but we look beyond on what you are trying to teach us. Your ways, your principles. The way your kingdom operates. 
and to know who you are. So that then when we obey, that obedience comes out of reverence, that obedience comes out of love, that obedience comes out of the knowledge and that knowledge is what stirs our faith of what you are capable of doing and how you work. So that then we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free and it is by your spirit who steps into that circumstance through that altar that we have called him on. It is he then who brings that freedom in into manifestation through answered prayer. I ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. That we make that decision to know you more, to understand your ways more, to keep on consistently reading, meditating on your word. So that then when you call us to obedience, we know why we are obeying. We don't operate by superstition. We don't operate by fear. We operate by love and understanding. As for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are in battle facing division and separation of any kind. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. And we pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. Jesus, we believe in you and so we shall see your glory manifest in every prayer that is lifted up today. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
scriptures that have been shared in the chat is the third one as well now the first is from the book of galatians chapter 1 verse 10 where it says am i now seeking the favor of men or of god or am i trying to please men if i were still pleasing men i should not be a servant of christ from the scripture i am reminded at the time where jesus said you can't serve two masters and that's what today's topic touches on as well but there he examples he uses god and mammon the second scripture shared is from psalm 28 verse 7 quoted from the niv where it says the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and he helps me my heart leaps for joy and with my song i praise him the third scriptures from james chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 quoted from the niv where it says do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do and a scripture that was put on my heart while we were praying when we started praying was from is from psalms 119 verse 73 where it is written thy hands have made me and fashioned me give me understanding that i may learn thy commandments amen thank you jesus if you are being blessed by these morning encounters brother savior's powerful daily reflections the divine mercy and the rosary sessions as well as friday bible teachings please share those with friends and family invite them to come and join us through the live sessions through zoom and youtube or you can point them to recordings on our spotify podcast and youtube pages as well you can also invite them to join the prayer group through telegram so that they can post their prayer requests as well 
and let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, brother.